0: This is a safe storytelling space. This is Eating Dirt. Do you even know how to save a girl when she's down and out? It won't come out to play. Do you even know how to save a girl when she's down? All you do is walk away. And when she down... Hey, everybody.
1: What kind of music should you listen to while fishing? How about something catchy? Hey? (laughs) But seriously, I'm a fan of fishing. I like fishing. It's good stuff. And it's been years since I actually went out fishing in any sort of capacity, but I have so many terrific memories of fishing as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult. My dad used to be an avid fisherman or angler as the pros call it. I used to go fishing with my parents when I was just a wee little baby and I mean I was probably pretty bad at baiting hooks back then when I was like a few months old but I did get better and learned how to bait a hook, cast my line, reel in a fish, clean a fish, and cook a fish and I'm not like an expert at any of those things but I am able to do them and I'm pretty proud of that and so I have a lot of friends who post pictures of their fishing adventures on Facebook or Instagram, and I really like seeing those pictures. It it makes me happy. And I have one friend who's uh, he fancies himself quite the professional angler, and I think he fancies himself a professional angler because he is. He actually is a professional angler, and he's managed to make like a career for himself doing all this kind of amazing. Uh, outdoor activity like hunting and fishing and then he writes about it and he teaches people about it and he, he does guiding and I just love following his Instagram feed and listen to me talking about him like he's my mystery guest as if it's still a secret and his name isn't right there in the episode title but yeah this mysterious guy I love following Instagram feed because he posts so many really nice fishing pictures and it makes me happy to see someone who works hard but also genuinely enjoys his job. Plus all the fishing pictures are set against the backdrop of this beautiful part of the world that we get to call home. So many beautiful nature pictures. So the catfish is out of the bag. It's Gord, my good friend Gord, Mr. Fisherman. I'm really happy I got to talk to him about his experiences as an angler. Hopefully you enjoy the interview. Mm.
2: have Ells here with me legendary thunder bay fisherman or angler and i'm hoping that he'll tell us a little bit about himself and his experiences with fishing so Gord, can you tell me about yourself
3: well i've lived in thunder bay most of my life i have fished most of my life um I, i'm a writer i'm a broadcaster musician and um yeah so we're gonna have a little chat about fishing today
2: yeah, we'll have, a, we'll have a chat about fishing, but tell me more about like your family. So you have uh, children?
3: Yeah, so I'm married and I have uh, two boys, Austin and Devon. My wife's name is Cheryl and my uh, mother and father are still here in Thunder Bay. Uh, Gordon Sr. and Nora. And then I have my sister, Marlo, who's in Thunder Bay, mm-hmm. and my brother, Roy, who's in Halifax.
2: He's so far away and everybody else is so close.
3: Yeah, we all miss him.
2: Good. I'm glad you miss him. That's <laughs> so awful to say. He should come home. He should. He should come. Hopefully, home. he will. Hopefully. So, this might be a difficult question for you to answer. But, what do you like best, fishing or hunting?
3: Oh boy, I'm probably more of a fisherman, mm-hmm. more of an angler. Um, I love hunting. I, I, I just love being outside. I I, uh, I love um, I love the fall a lot which is what we're in right now but I'm more of an angler and that's what I started doing when I was a very young boy and still love it still get really excited going fishing still spend tons of time fishing and don't get bored of it like um you know like it's one of those things that I I can do over and over and over and I'm not bored of doing it I I find things about it that are fascinating interesting and I think about it a lot
2: so even though you've been doing it for years and you basically do the same thing, like you're, you're getting your boat, you're getting the, yeah. the, the bait and you're sitting on the water, but you're never bored. Same uh, thing over and over yeah, again.
3: Yeah. So it's not really always the same. Like that's one of the cool things, like there's so many things in play when you uh, fish.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Weather's the biggest one.
2: Yeah. Like, I've, I've always seen pictures th- of you fishing in the rain.
3: All the time. Uh, you're at the mercy of weather. Uh, all, at all times, and of course, weather also impacts what the fish do. Oh, so I had no not, idea. Yeah, so, so not only are you dealing with waves and wind mm. or sun or, or flat, um, then all these things impact what the fish do, and then you have to figure out what the fish are doing, and um, it's always something different. Whenever you think you have it all figured out mm-hmm. that, okay, well, I'm going to use uh, a jig fly today, and I'm going to and cast over there where they were you know yesterday and then you go there and they're not there and they go hmm where'd they go and what are they biting today and then you start switching and then you have to move around so it's like an endless puzzle it's like a puzzle you never complete
2: you're never going to solve this puzzle you're
3: never going to solve <laughs> the puzzle and i think that fascinates me like i mm-hmm. really i get I, I i get excited about it that's nice. i can get also It can burn you out. Yeah. You know, like, it can be... uh, So you
2: do get sick of fishing sometimes.
3: Well, it can be... um, I'm not sure I'd say sick of it. It can be exhausting Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, especially if things aren't working quite how you want it to. Plus, I guide.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, you're a guide for tourists. Yeah. So that can be exhausting because then you have to do what they want to
3: do. Well, no, not necessarily. Like, most people, when they hire me to guide, they want me to help them catch fish, and Mm -hmm. they want me to take them to the spot. They want me to show them how okay. to do it. So it's not necessarily what they want to do. They want to catch fish yeah. because that's why they're there. That's what they pay um, for. That's, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. But they, they generally want my expertise. So that's mm-hmm. cool. But the problem is when my expertise is not working, mm-hmm. um, then I have to work really, really hard to figure it out. And it's only, you, know, you only have X hours mm-hmm. in the day. To do it and so that can be a little bit mentally exhausting. Also sometimes I'll do tournaments
2: Oh, and yeah. tournaments
3: are a competition and that uh, that airplane. can that can make your brain really hurt when things aren't working and you know you want to catch your five bass of a certain size. Okay
2: but how do you how as a guide and a person in a tournament how can you possibly work and, and, and alter the situation to make the fish come to you because aren't you just at the mercy of like luck of the day?
3: Mm, luck has, this is a cl- super cliche, but luck has very little to do with fishing. Really? Everybody says good luck, right? Yeah. But honestly, luck is.
2: I thought it was 2%. just a luck thing. I thought like, it was like you stick your line in the water and if a fish bites, then yay for you.
3: Well, that does happen, but, of course. but mostly it, it has very little to do with luck and, and it has to do with a lot of experience and, um, you know, second guessing um knowing a little bit about the species cuz of course it, we're saying fish. Yeah, but there's so there's many all different of these kinds. different kinds of yeah. fish, right? Like, and a
2: million different kinds of trout.
3: Right. Well, well you know, so like how I fish for uh steelhead trout mm-hmm. is completely different than how I fish for pike, let's say, or uh or walleye, or
2: Okay, tell me what you would do to catch a pike versus what you would do to catch a walleye.
3: Okay. So, pike are generally uh, a little shallower. Pike are much larger generally. They're generally a lot larger. They're they're um, like walleye. They're a sight predator. Uh, They but they tend to be shallower. They tend to be uh, in weeds or cover. Okay. Generally, like there's there's always exceptions. Always,
0: yeah.
3: Eighty percent of the time, you'll find pike around weeds or logs or. And so I'll use a larger, flashier lure that's moving quite a bit. Quicker, like uh, you've probably seen the red and white spoon, mm-hmm. uh, like the and they double, move and they twist in the water. Or a spinner, yes. Yeah, spin. um, anything that has a lot of flash, a lot of vibration, because mm-hmm. pike are pike are just like they'll just rush out and grab something. Like they're hmm. really um, they they lay in wait. They, they have a bad reputation, weeks.
2: though. A lot of people don't like them. I hear. Well, unless that's just my dad.
3: It's <laughs> probably just well, no, no, it's not just your dad. I, okay. Growing up in Northwestern Ontario, mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't like pike. They want the walleye, right? They call okay. them uh, gators, gators that's right? right that, yeah. Um, they bite your, you know, they have teeth that bite your lure off. Mm-hmm. So people get really upset Break about your that. your
2: maybe. Break
3: your line. Yeah. You're not ready. Your rod breaks.
2: Maybe they don't. It's not that they don't like eating the pike. Well, exactly. pike, are,
3: pike, pike are good eat. They also have an extra set of bones called oh, line bones. Oh, so maybe that, that's it then. It's a little more, it's a little more complicated. Tricky to, to clean
2: if you're a little, not a good cleaner. A little trickier,
3: but phenomenal uh, sport fish. Oh, okay. So anyway, so generally a flasher, faster moving mm-hmm. uh, lure, whereas a walleye tends to be uh, on the bottom. Okay. Moves a little bit slower. A lot of people use bait, live bait.
2: You wouldn't use live bait with a with a pike.
3: You can, but you don't really need. You to. You might in, be a waste generally. of bait. Um, you don't really need to. Okay. Like they're, they're they're kind of dumb m- then, right? No, they just <laughs> they just really like flashy stuff. Oh, okay. They like often they like it fast moving and bigger.
2: Okay, okay, so a bigger a bigger lure bigger as lure. opposed to what you'd use so for a walleye, walleye. You're
3: like a jig, a minnow, a smaller spinner, and almost always near the bottom. Okay, right. Whereas Piker, uh, so often you control for them too? Yes, you can. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh you'll catch both i mean i've caught really big walleye in Mm -hmm. the weeds with spinners and i've caught big pike jigging with a little dinky minnow well that's where the puzzle
2: comes in because no matter what you think is going to happen from your years of experience
3: sometimes sometimes uh it works out differently
2: yeah well that's kind of actually that's part of the fun for you then it is because then you're going to be surprised i caught a walleye in the weeds
3: Mm -hmm. yeah that was weird yeah no fish are fish are cool Mm -hmm. and uh they do a lot of different stuff and then of course the seasons, mm-hmm. like as you go through the seasons, water temperature yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It, anyway, geeking out on fishing right now, but that, but this is this is um, what is fascinated me about it, and mm-hmm. and I've been lucky enough to be able to, you know, have make a, pretty a career. Good career, yeah, talking about the the puzzle mm-hmm. of um, the outdoors, but you're fishing not an
2: angler, general. you're a puzzler,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah, So um yeah, so I still really enjoy it.
2: Now you talk a lot about. Brook trouts. Yes. Are they your favorite?
3: Yes, they are. Okay. and Are, they're, they're are they are common? Really, yeah, they're a uh, native species of northwestern Ontario and to lots of Canada. Um, they're beautiful.
2: Are they actually, are they also called rainbow trouts?
3: No, so that's a different one. Okay. A rainbow trout is actually closer to a salmon almost. I
2: think my dad likes rainbow trouts yeah, more. Yeah. But I think he, I wonder if he thinks they're the same thing as brook trouts.
3: Probably not. Um,
2: <laughs> probably not. No, Leah. <laughs> rainbow
3: Rainbow trout are a hey, rainbow trout are introduced. They're, oh, they're, they're not a not native, native fish. Okay. So they're from the uh, West Coast. They came from uh, like British Columbia and Washington. Mm-hmm. They were introduced actually in McVicker's Creek uh turn of the century.
2: That is cr- incredible. Like a
3: long while, like over 100 years ago. And they've naturalized and they, they've were naturalized they Area. This they were introduced to this, wow. this area, and they've naturalized throughout Lake Superior. They were stocked in other parts of Lake Superior, okay. the Great Lakes too. But in this area, McVicker Creek is where they were stocked, mm-hmm. and there's still tons of fish in McVicker Creek running wow. up through and having making babies. So they're naturalized in the lake, but they're That's uh, amazing. Yeah, but they tend to get a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And brook trout can get big, but like the brook trout, most people catch are like eight inches long. Eight inches, ten long. inches long. I like to catch big ones, and, and so I'll go to places where there's bigger ones. Um, but your average person, if they were to go out to a creek, mm-hmm. you know, it's, they're a little. And I, a they're nice beautiful, beautiful. Eight-inch brookie, as yes. you would say. Yes, I brookie. think that's
2: what you say, yes. brookie.
3: And they're they're just like the colors of them and the delicacy mm-hmm. of them and where they live. Like brook trout need really cold water. Okay. They need. Uh,
2: could you catch inch. one right now in like yes, the period? Yes,
3: you could. Yeah, and they're out of season right now, yeah. but you could catch one. They're out there. You're just not. They're to out catch there. Them. In fact, they're right here. Uh, you know, in uh, Thunder Bay.
2: Nice so okay i was going to ask you something else about oh your catch and release mm-hmm. you do that a lot i do now, yeah so do you only do that for a certain size or do you do that for everything
3: uh no i it depends like so i catch lots and lots of fish if i kept every fish that i caught mm-hmm. it would I- impact the population <laughs> and if everybody did sounds that, like you're
2: bragging about how much no no i know
3: i'm just being <laughs> truthful because and it like, there's tons of good fishermen mm-hmm. in Thunder Bay that are, there's lots of fishermen are that are way better than me. Are you not the
2: best one? No. I,
3: I know there's oh a lot. There's goodness. lots of phenomenal fish. You've heard if, it
2: here, people. If, uh, He's if, not the best.
3: If everybody <laughs> kept yeah. all the fish that they caught, the, fish, yeah. the fishery would decline very rapidly. Like so, This is what happened yeah. years and years ago right. when um, stocks collapsed of all different species and people go, well, where'd all the fish go? Well, if you kill everything they're gone they're gone it's a a very easy concept it's almost like you're
2: doing a bit of conservation
3: oh no it is conservation and um sure i like to eat fish and i do Mm -hmm. uh eat a certain amount but there's no uh there's there's lots and lots and lots of research done on um, Mm -hmm. releasing fish if you handle them properly the survival rate's really high
2: because some people would say that you're being cruel. Like, you well, catch a fish yeah. over and over again, yeah. and you, uh, you don't eat them, you just release them. But, of course, um, that school of thought is going to be countered by, you know, fishermen with years and years of experience who've been doing this for their entire lives, catch and release.
3: You know, I, the fish don't talk, but I'm thinking <laughs> if they had their choice of getting bonked on the head mm-hmm. or released after being caught back to the water, yeah. I'm guessing... Guessing that mm-hmm. they would prefer to be released back to the water.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you bunk them on the head, they're not going to know what's happening anyway. No, that's but true. I'm they, sure they wouldn't have any
3: opinion. They have no
2: that. opinion, exactly. But they do, they do enjoy to be. I kidding. think they yeah.
3: and. Um, and you
2: just think, and you just want to. Ca- Sometimes I think you just want to catch them so you can look at them. Well, I do. I, I, I am
3: yeah. fascinated with fish. I, and mm. I totally am, and I, I do love looking at them. I, I, I anybody who's been with me when I guide, yeah. I spend a lot of time just like looking at a fish in a net, going my goodness, this is just an incredibly beautiful And thing,
2: you're like, right? oh, the gold, and the golden, like, or look at this shiny they're fish. They're truly yeah.
3: gorgeous, you know, and amazing. Like, fish are amazing. Mm-hmm. They live in the water, under the ice in the winter. That's right. Really, I um, that. Like, it's a, it's, they're pretty, you know, um, salmon and rainbow trout and all these species that they'll be out in Lake Superior and then they come right back up the creek to where they were Mm -hmm. spawned and where they hatched out. instinct. They have this incredible ability to, even though they might be over in Marquette, Michigan or something, Mm -hmm. they come all the way back and end up, you know, in Pepper Creek.
2: Right where they started, a hundred years ago.
3: I find that incredible.
2: That is incredible. Yeah. And I mean... Like other animals, I, I guess birds. Birds migrate. Birds do it, it, and a, yeah. you know,
3: butterflies do it, yeah. and it's just it's just the, uh, you know, nature. Nature is incredible, but fish. I just and fish are incredibly tough too. You mm-hmm. know, like you'll catch them, and and uh, they'll have like one eye and. Uh, and
2: you're like, that that it's like, when the legends gonna be grow. It's
3: pretty rough out there for a fish, you know, like. And then
2: you th- and it's like. Some uh, shows will be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go catch old musky. And
3: it's exactly. like this fish with, like, yeah. full of hooks. Yeah, yeah, like Jingle Jaws. Yeah, it's yeah, It's legend. broken off every lure. Yeah. No, they're they're fascinating. And um, so I do have a lot of respect for them. Mm-hmm. And, and I do, you know, when I do catch them and release them, I handle them carefully. I wear gloves, yep. you know. Um, I don't hold them up by the neck and let them, you know, wriggle Lock all around. over the place. Yeah. Like, I hold them so that they're stable and... Um,
2: so when you are gonna catch a fish and you know you're gonna eat it and take it home, are you just as gentle with them?
3: Um, I try to be, um, <laughs> but I also dispatch them generally. Um, you know, like. Um, oh,
2: to like sort of finish it yeah, there, as yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to just letting them uh, hang on a, lure, uh, a fishing line. What do they call it? Oh, oh
3: the stringer. Yeah, stringer. I don't use stringers. Okay. I do have a live well. Sometimes I'll put a fish in a live well that keeps. It's like an aquarium. In and
2: your it's boat. in your boat.
3: It's a, yeah. It's a and it's huge too. It's like.
2: You and your boats.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's got it, yeah. Oh, so all my all my boats do have live ones, mm-hmm. so you can put them in there, and it's like literally aerated and, uh, it, you know.
2: They probably think they have a new home.
3: Yeah, they, but, but it's not quite as big. No, they're,
2: yeah. They, uh,
3: it is incredible what boats are. have now, you know. I can't um, even imagine. Like the old days with the stringer, and you had them, you know, all hanging off the side of the boat, and, you know, invariably sooner or later the stringer would break and all your fish, you know, disappeared. And, no, not I'm anymore, just, no, not no, that, with
2: gourds in... Boat aquarium. Yeah, yeah. No, it,
3: it, does, it does help.
2: That's awesome. What is your favorite fish to eat?
3: Um, I really like perch. Perch?
2: perch we is haven't a, even said that word perch yet
3: today. Is, um, so perch are like... They're uh, tiny, right? They're smaller. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily tiny. Like Lake Superior actually has some bigger perch. Okay. But, but compared to, say, a walleye, mm-hmm. they're generally smaller. But they have the most delicate, uh, delicious meat.
2: I think I would like they're a delicate really, fish. They're
3: really good. Uh, they're smaller so you have to um, catch more of them, but um, that's probably my favorite. I'll, you know, like everybody, I, I love to eat walleye too. Um, and salmon, I like salmon.
2: Salmon, that. yeah. That's quite good. Do we have salmon in Lake
3: yes, Superior? Yes, we do. We have uh, Chinook salmon. Okay. And we have pink salmon and coho salmon, and they're all introduced, too. They're all from the West Coast. I had
2: no idea that we had all, salmon here. And
3: they're all naturalized in Lake Superior.
2: And now they live here. And they
3: live here. And they're they've just waiting a, for
2: Gord to come and get home, them.
3: They've made a home. <laughs> well, that's just me, but there's lots of salmon fishermen. In have
2: the you area. ever caught a salmon in Lake Superior? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Quite
3: a few. Wow. Yeah, they're not, they're, they're not uncommon. They're pretty common, actually.
2: So you've pretty much caught like any fish that is naturalized to this area you've pretty much caught it is there one fish that you I haven't caught
3: I, I think i have yeah i think i've caught everything
2: okay then forget about this area like yeah forget I about mean, obviously
3: tough. there's tons of other yeah yeah like freshwater fish in, or but in this area yes i would say that i've caught including like minnows and stuff like mm-hmm. when i was a kid i used to like i'd get just as excited catching a creek chub which is like this minnow <laughs> As I would, like, I was just fascinated catching fish. You know, I'd use a little, uh, like a little bent pin with a worm on it. and
2: Oh my gosh, yeah, that would have been something to see. Yeah, it was pretty I bet you. Well, there's obviously pictures. There are. You have a lot of there's nice, There's a lot of, there's pictures. Of, I have a
3: lot of fish pictures. Anybody who knows me mm-hmm. knows there's a lot. Of, there's a whole I have thing. a long, life, lifelong history of hoisting
2: They'd fish. be like, hey, Gord, can you show me a fish picture? And you'd be like, <laughs> hold on a second. Yeah. You have uh, hundreds to Yeah, from. yeah, it's true. Dating back to the 50s? Just kidding. No. <laughs>
3: Close. <laughs> the 60s. Close, early 60s.
2: So what is a fish you'd like to catch thats n- that you'd never find anywhere near Lake Superior?
3: Um, there's a there's a funny hybrid called a tiger trout. Oh, it's a hybrid wild. between a brook trout and a brown trout. And we don't have a lot of brown trout mm-hmm. in this area. I've never heard of it. But they look super cool.
2: Do they have stripes? They kind of do. Yeah, so that's yeah, what you want to see. They kind of
3: do. They're just really neat. Like if you get a chance, go home and Google mm-hmm. tiger trout. Like once you're done talking to me today, you go back. Google tiger trout. Everybody,
2: Google tiger
3: trout. They're really cool. I've never caught one. Um, The closest I think I could catch them here is in Manitoba.
2: Have you ever done anything like gone on a vacation to a place that's warm just for the fishing? Like I've seen people go to like Mexico or the ocean just to get like the big sailfish. I haven't. Um, That's one thing. Does that interest you?
3: Yeah, it does. Um,
2: Well, obviously not now, but.
3: Yeah, no, right now we can't. I would like to do that someday. It's on my list of things mm-hmm. to do. Um, I haven't done a lot of warm weather traveling for some reason. I tend to go to cold places. Well, where, like,
2: when would you have time to warm weather travel? You're so busy with your guiding. And yeah,
3: everything. I think probably in the winter I can probably. Oh ride.
2: yeah, you can't. Um, I guess you can guide in the in the winter
3: though. You could, but ice I
2: fishing guide? You don't no, do that? Not
3: really. Time. I don't know. Um, I do like ice fishing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, I'd like to catch a sailfish. I'd like to catch a tarpon
2: or just Which anything is a tropical, really, right? Yeah,
3: it sounds cool. There's a thing called a peacock bass. It's pretty Oh, wow. Pretty cool. It's yeah. like a giant aquarium fish. They're a cichlid. And, you, so it's and like, you can eat it, right? Yeah.
2: Would you eat it if you caught something like that, just to try it? I, I
3: Theoretically, yeah.
2: Okay. Well, this is fascinating. And now I want you to tell me a story about fishing. I want you to dig deep into the recesses of your memory and tell me a really fun funny
3: or fun or scary or just something really meaningful um i don't like I, when my kids were small we fished a lot together mm-hmm. and uh, this is a funny story it's not really so much a fishing story although we were fishing okay. we were on Lake we were ice fishing and uh had this pop-up tent that's like a it, like it's on a sleigh but you can pop it over onto the ice and then you can fish inside of it mm-hmm. and it's sheltered so I had uh, Devon and Austin. How so old were they? They were pretty small. I think Austin was probably five. Oh, okay. Devin might have been seven. Oh, okay. Something like that. Anyway, it was wet. Uh, there was slush, and um, of course everybody's feet got wet. Mm-hmm. And Austin got booters. <laughs> so he went into the shack, and we had this little uh, we had this little heater that um, you got r- red hot, but it had a, a grill over it so you wouldn't like put your hand on it and that heated up mm-hmm. the check. So Austin went in, being, uh, being the kid he is, took his boots off and um, took his socks off and no. put the socks onto the heater. Well, he was a smart kid, right? Smart kid, right? Such a smart kid. Um, I was out on the lake fishing away and I noticed like smoke pouring oh, out no. of the the <laughs> tent. Did <laughs> <Could> you run? <laughs> anyway, so I ran in the slush open it up and there was Austin, I'm not sure he's crying, but he was a little upset as his socks were going up in flames. He was roasting the, his socks. He was roasting his wet socks and there was smoke everywhere. Did
2: they catch fire or is it just luck? I think they were
3: smoldering yeah, more than anything. They wanted to anyway, uh, I'll never forget that because <laughs> it's just one of those moments like, of course, you're worried about your kid, right? Yeah. But then you get in there and the kid's okay except for a little smoke, but his mm-hmm. socks are a little worse for wear and I remember going home trying to explain that to uh, to my wife you know what happened was the like are you watching these kids like why are they burning their socks
2: like nope you caught me not yeah. watching them yeah. at all so
3: that uh um,
2: you can't well, get in trouble for that now though because this is years ago
3: yeah yeah it's yeah. 20 years
2: so i mean the statute question, of limitations it, it's is over so but, past
3: uh, i'll never forget that one and there's been all sorts of other crazy things that have happened but um
2: but That's a good one, and yeah. it involves your kids, and yeah. that's awesome. Yeah,
3: my kids, uh, we fished together a ton mm-hmm. when they were small, and uh, we had tons of adventures. And, and ice fishing was something we really enjoyed a lot. It's a
2: great way to grow up. I it was, think yeah. I really enjoyed. And that's it. one thing. I, I, yeah.
3: This area, I mean, I couldn't imagine being in a better place if you love to fish and, mm-hmm. and hunt and be out just outdoors. Like yeah. we have so much access to it. We're so lucky yeah. here. And
2: despite all the problems that are associated with Thunder Bay, people say, like. People who have come here and traveled, and even though they've traveled all over the world, mm-hmm. they always say what keeps them coming back to Thunder Bay is the nature it's and a the beautiful, beautiful area. yeah, the beautiful area. Yeah, we
3: have so much water here, and you know, we do, we do have. There's obviously problems um, in our society and in, in our culture, and, uh, but we do have escape too.
2: And we're so close. You just hop in your truck, drive for five minutes. Yeah, you don't even have to. are in nature. Like, yeah,
3: I mean, we have green space right in the city. Mm-hmm. It's amazing too. You know, like. Oh, waterfront is beautiful
2: oh it's so beautiful and I'm, I feel pretty lucky to live here yeah and, and, lucky and, and you can catch
3: fish in the waterfront too so mm-hmm. so yeah
2: thank you so much for talking to me today Gord that was awesome and I loved hearing about your fishing stories and hopefully we can talk again another time
3: well thank you for having me I, lo- I love talking about fishing and as you know I, I yeah. don't have a problem talking you don't have I, a problem I, talking I, I enjoy talking. Mr. <laughs> Journalist never stop <laughs> I enjoy stop. talking so yeah have me back
2: perfect you're coming back not tomorrow, but one day.
1: Okay. Is it really a job if you love what you do? Talking to Gord about fishing, one of his passions, was such a privilege because it's so clear he loves what he does. Gord, did I ever tell you about the time I was fishing at Ozone Creek near Nipigan? No? Okay. So my dad took my brother and I fishing at Ozone Creek several times when I was younger and it wasn't I wasn't good at peeing in the trees. Like these were all day fishing expeditions and there was nowhere to pee but in the trees and I did get better at that skill but at the time of this at the time of this one fishing trip I, it wasn't something I'd mastered. So I was terrified of peeing all over my pants and then having to spend the day in wet pants. So I held it all day and i was still holding it by the time we made it back to the city and i was going to i was going to make it but then my dad pulled into the gas station on hotter avenue we were a few blocks from home but it didn't matter i peed my pants <sighs> what a story that really has nothing to do with fishing and more to do with embarrassing yourself i've since peed in the trees successfully but that's a memory that's lodged in my brain permanently and maybe i was hoping gord would tell me like a equally embarrassing fishing story i don't know but i will talk to him again one day and maybe i'll get an embarrassing hunting story out of him that's my goal as always thank you to arlie cox for the use of her song how to save a girl off her album letter kite sessions until next time
0: out, it won't come out to play. She'll be on a merry way There's no worry on how to save a girl He'll turn around and do it to someone else someday And in a couple of years she'll forget about the mess And thank the heavens for the day she went on away free